Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tubby Talk, the show where we talk about video games in the Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory. I am Terry from Terry Leahy Films. With me as always are my co-hosts. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. And they are from the Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory. In fact, they own the Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory where you can come eat ice cream and talk video games just like we do on this show. That's right. On this show, we gotta go fast because we're talking about the big blue blur himself, Sonic the Hedgehog. Chili dog. One of us here has an absolute love of this character, and that is Steve. So I'm gonna let him get us started with his first Sonic the Hedgehog experience. Cool, my first experience playing Sonic the Hedgehog is uh, my brother had been away. Uh, he moved to the house um, when I was a little bit younger. He went away to like school. So he came back with his uh, Sega Genesis to visit one time, and he loads up Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm just blown away by the music, the blast processing, but just like, how, how fun the game was, and uh, I hadn't played any side scroller that was like that, like visceral up to that point, and with that sense of speed, and I'm like, this game is the best. I love it, the music, everything I loved about it. And then he left after visiting, so I couldn't play it for a while, and I remember being very sad. And uh, I took every chance I'd, I could take to visit him to play more Sonic, because I just had to go fast. <laughs> but then uh, a friend of mine, uh, my next door neighbor actually, got a Sega Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And he would let me borrow it, over the summer because he had to go to like basketball camp or something so he couldn't play it. So I'm like, yes, I get to play Sonic as much as I want. And you had a Tails following after you or you could play two player, which I didn't play with my sister because she kept pulling the systems off the TV. Mm. <laughs> and she was jerking around the controller. So she was kind of soft banned from playing Classic. games. But uh, yeah, I would love to play Tails because you need a Tails, right? When you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but. That's I, what I, the I, two's I, for, right? Yeah. I had spent many a summer day after running around outside and getting tired and and everything, uh, sit down playing Sonic, virtually running. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic was huge back when we were we were all kids. I mean, it wasn't just the games, but like that thing had a cartoon series. There were toys. Yeah, two cartoon series. Two cartoon series running at the same right. time. The exact same time. One was garbage, <laughs> and, the, and the other was very very good. Like, very, very good. Yeah, it's, it's like an anime style. It was serious. Yeah, serious, like, comedy drama where Sonic was voiced by Jaleel White living in this, like, post-apocalyptic Mobius world where Dr. Robotnik reigned supreme and Sonic led a band of freedom fighters that would help fight back against Dr. Robotnik's evil schemes. And then you had the, like, kids version with Sonic, also voiced by Jaleel White. Dr. Robotnik was a mustache-twirling villain. Uh, and with all the worst uh, traits of a car kid's cartoon villain. Including two cohorts, a chicken, <laughs> and like a moving tank, I think his name was Dozer? Yeah. Who was in right. the, both of them were in the game. If you call any character that's not Sonic Robotnik in the game. <laughs> that's true. As he appeared, yes, but. But let's not talk about the silly show, because the other show came in with a rockin' song that I listened to recently in the gym <laughs> to get pumped up. It's, it's pretty good workout, Street. Speeds by Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, he can really move. Sonic, he's got an attitude. Sonic, He's the fastest thing alive. He's the fastest thing alive. And it blew my goddamn mind <laughs> as a kid. I'd wake up at like, well, on Saturday, I didn't want to wake up at 8 o'clock. I'd wake up at 8 o'clock to watch this because it came on like 
I said locally it came on an ABC station, I believe, yep. around here, and it would be eight o'clock. Wake up to have to hear the theme song, have to sing along to it, ignore my family, but I didn't care. And uh, it was what one season, I think it lasted. I think it was what uh, it was one or two, but it ended on a cliffhanger that was awesome, <laughs> where like. He defeats Dr. Robotnik, who is like a beast in this one. Like, if on screen, if we can show the cartoon version from both, and you'll see the difference of like the animation. Yeah, the one from the kids' cartoon looked like former Eagles coach Andy Reid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one looked like a maniac that was, you know, ready to kill every animal on Mobius <laughs> and imprison them. Like Dr. Wiley's evil twin brother, or evil fraternal twin brother. Yeah. It's a boy bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he beats him at the end, and like he has this like this, this snively. Is yeah, that his name? He has like this assistant. His later Snively. And then the end is like snively like taking over because Robotnik's defeated, and then you just see these red eyes like start glowing, and it's like Robotnik's not dead. It, was that your take on it? <laughs> oh, cool. Because I have a totally different take. I haven't seen it. Did you think it was Metal era, Sonic? I thought it was. No, Metal Sonic, yes. Because I thought, it, to me, I remember seeing, like, the eye shape was, like, the Sonic, like, blobular eye shape, but it was red. I hope that's true. But I haven't seen it since, so maybe, maybe Terry Well, we'll never know, because that was the end of the series. I mean, series, you can find it behind. But, I mean, you don't know what they intended afterwards. Well, yeah, we don't know what the intention was, but... But we know that I there was an awesome show and there was a bad show. <laughs> we know that that happened. And they aired at the same time? Yeah, like absolutely. Same, wow. One of them had a really, really good theme song as Terry. Yeah, same voice acting and everything. And a very good theme song that Terry just performed to us, uh, for us, uh, faithfully. And then the other one had a public, uh, public license song from, like, the 1900s. No way. Did they have words? It was the, uh, they didn't even have backgrounds in that <laughs> show. <laughs> if, if I remember correctly, it was like the Inspector Gadget theme. It was that same melody. Okay. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it was the same melody as the Inspector Gadget. Because it was a public domain, like, melody by the 80s. Yeah. And it was just like, Sonic loved chili dogs, which was his main driving force in life. <laughs> there was one other weird thing about that show, though, was every show ended with, like, a lesson. But there were these weird lessons. Like one of them was like, hey kids, the dryer looks like a lot of fun, but don't climb inside it. I swear to God. I just sounding just facing the camera directly. There's definitely a stranger danger one too. You know, like if someone's hugging you, then tell them no and get out of there. But this is a strange time. Anyway, that's the cartoon. Not my only love. I definitely, love was brought through the games. Let's start from the top, Sonic 1. I, much from you I haven't you. really played any of the Sonic games. Oh I don't. I know more about the memes around Sonic than Sonic himself. You, I really you didn't. Your Sonic Mania. Yeah, I, I would like. Uh, I haven't played any of them. Uh, I might have touched a little bit. Uh, I played this one played of the uh, Sonic Adventure Battle two once or twice. A couple times. Yeah, I played through uh, Escape from the City a couple times. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, that was about it. So I, I don't have much me. to add. Yeah, I don't. To me, those days, Sonic was the enemy. He was the, <laughs> the brash bad guy who was trying to step on Mario's turf, so I hated him. <laughs> I didn't, I'll be honest, I did until I got a Sega Genesis. So, God, did I, I might have liked the cartoon before the game. I might have gotten the guy to ask The cartoon did its job. It did. I gotta ask my mom about that because it might have. But there are elements of Sonic that we all know. One of which, run, push right and don't stop pushing right. 
and that's the whole game and get through as fast as you can. And there's something to be said for that. And then two and then three, it really turned on and kind of jumped up. And that's when like the graphics went through a significant kind of overhaul. You got faster than you'd ever been before. There you were power ups. You go off the edge of the screen. You go off the edge of the screen. And since you brought up memes, let's go right into it. <laughs> Sonic 2 brought us Supersonic. Oh yeah. Uh, Super Sonic is basically, from what I can derive, is Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, was, I, I spent way too much time in my life, which is more, I spent more than 15 minutes trying to do research to verify that Super Sonic did not come before Super Saiyan, Super Goku. Saiyan Goku. Because I know that the Dragon Ball manga was going on in the 80s. By the time they got to the Z stuff in the manga, it was around 91, 92. <laughs> yeah, so what and Sonic from? 2 came out in 92. Oh, God. But do um, we really not know? No, no. So I, I certainly Goku went Super Saiyan in the manga before Sonic went Supersonic. But I didn't know that at, at, as a kid because I only knew about the Dragon Ball Z anime, which came over here a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Fun, somewhat related fact is that the reason Goku turns blonde um, when he goes Super Saiyan was that uh, the artist Akira Toriyama was tired of filling in all the black hair. <laughs> and so he was like, if he goes blonde, I don't have to scribble in as much. That's awesome. Wow. And so that influenced so much, just uh, yeah, the, the look of Supersonic and every take on Super Dragon Ball Z ever. Sonic could have just been Blue Sonic with spiky, spikier hair. <laughs> yeah. So, which would have made no sense, so I'm glad that... Now, I'm pretty sure that it was <laughs> the Chaos Emeralds he had to collect to become Supersonic. Yeah, Is that the right. deal? This is what the I learned seven from chaos emeralds. Yeah, I and learned then if you collect the super emeralds, you can go hypersonic, which a whole other animal. <laughs> What's the hypersonic? Well, it's the same animal, but it's hyper. Which one was hypersonic? Was the that? one that could jump super no. high and had like there were multiple. No, I mean, which game did that come out in though? Sonic Three and Knuckles. Okay. Okay. Back to the games. The the was Sonic One, Two, and Three, and they all followed a pretty similar thing. You have to get the robot and get the end. He has a giant mech. I think in all three of those that yep. he fights you with. And Knuckles shows up in Sonic 3. Three. As the guardian of Emerald Island. Right. But essentially as an antagonist, like basically uh, like a Sonic's equal. Uh, who's cooler than Sonic? <laughs> and Echidna with dreadlocks and spiky gloves. That's right. That legitimate dreadlocks. <laughs> and um, the interesting thing that we would find out much later is that Sonic 3 was not finished when they shipped it out. It was, the, the programmers were in a bind. They weren't going to make it in time. So they decided to do something that's kind of unheard of, and they cut the game in half. Physically, literally, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and like, so Sonic 3 came out, and it introduces Knuckles in the beginning, and then there's just a fight in the middle with Robotnik that honestly feels a little out of place. The reason it's out of place is because they just tacked them on in the middle of the game, and then they released another game called Sonic and Knuckles, which is the back half of the game. And in the coolest thing ever in the history of the world, <laughs> That cartridge had a slot that the other cartridge stacked on top of, and Lock you could technology. play, and you could play the full game Sonic Three and Knuckles, which is my favorite Sonic experience, or at least it was. Foreshadowing. Well, well that was uh, then one of the first big examples of DLC, right? Yeah. I mean, like, if you think about it, in a way, yeah. It's like a level pack, right? <laughs> a level pack it's of just an entire DLC. Game. Yeah, physical or, DLC. Yeah, it was. It was, it was just super cool because Sonic and Knuckles in and of itself was a really fun and cool game. Absolutely. That, that one is my favorite game. Only because I never played Sonic 3 and Knuckles all the way through because I didn't have any, I didn't know anybody who owned Sonic 3. Mm -hmm. So I played the beginning when I rented it once, but I never got a chance to play through the whole thing. Um, but what was cool about, the, about Sonic and Knuckles also is you can lock on Sonic 2 
and I forget what it unlocked exactly. Oh, but it was it like changing some of the stages or something you could, like that. No, you could be Knuckles oh, inside. You could be Knuckles inside too. That's what it was. And then Sonic that's 1 cool. would give you like some extra bonus thing. But uh, it was really designed for Sonic 3, and Sonic 2 had some nice backward compatibility bonuses, which was awesome at the time. It's, it's like a sanctioned ROM hack, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. Like, or like a sanctioned mod pack. Yeah. That worked with the two sequels. I don't know how, if that actually is a good analogy. So that game is also the first time I remember, and I'm talking Sonic 3 and Knuckles, the, yeah. the, the full, is that it had three playable characters with three completely unique movesets. Or at least they all had a, some different special move. They could all run, jump into things and bounce off them and keep going. But Knuckles could fly and Tails could fly. Knuckles could glide yeah. and punch through yeah, walls because he had Knuckles. Glide. They both glide. glide. Well, Tails could fly up and down. And, and Sonic through Knuckles? Oh. Yeah. So that was cool because like uh, we had Mario Brothers until then where Mario and Luigi were exactly the same. They had the same physics and everything. This was... You essentially got to play your favorite game three or four times and with unique experiences. And it, it, it was great. And I, I, there was a long time where there was nothing near as fast or the physics of that game until many years later. We'll get to it in a minute. But before we go there, we got to jump. So, so the Genesis was great. And I think everybody thinks those are absolutely stellar, amazingly made games, right? Everybody who's played them. Everybody who's played them. But then, Sonic makes his jump to 3D. What do you think happened when Sonic made his jump to 3D? Well, it was interesting, because they were a number of 3D game, 3D Sonic games in development. And I know this just because of which, which 3D? Yeah, so they were, they were developing one for the 32X that they showed off at um, the, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. It was never released, and lots of people were mad because they bought a 32X. They're like, there's this 3D Sonic game coming out, and it never came out. Um, then they released the Saturn, and uh, the Saturn, what was the game on the Saturn? Do you remember? I don't know. I know. Sonic no, no 3D Blast. That was Sonic 3D Blast. Yeah, it was Saturn yeah. and Genesis. Yep. Simultaneous release. Which was an weirdest, isometric. Yeah, weirdest schedule. Isometric, isometric 3D game. Um, played much like Marble Madness. Strangely, it was yeah. it was way too hard for me. I remember beating it and just I just I bought it sight unseen. I just saw a new Sonic game for Genesis. I've got to buy this. And then I played this 3D isometric game where Sonic's not very fast. You have to pick up a bunch of like tchotchkes on the ground to, to win. So I just played through it and I remember beating it in like one like eight hour afternoon session of just like I'm gonna beat this stupid game and then turn it into Funko Land for a new game because it sucks. Oh, there was actually, on 32X they did release so Sonic 32X. Knuckles Chaotix. Knuckles Chaotix was on the 32X CD specifically, yep. uh, which was a 2D side-scrolling Sonic Ooh. game. But yeah, there are a Sonic lot of game, words. Unless he was an enemy. Oh uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was, was It was Knuckles. And you had cool enemies such as... Uh, the Bee. Yeah, the Bee, whose name I don't remember yet. They were part a of chameleon. the Chaotix. They yeah, were the Chaotix. The Chaotix were the Bee, the Chameleon, I think an alligator? Yeah, the alligator. And something else. There's also Sonic CD we skipped over. No. Probably one of the best side-scrolling games in the Sonic over, which I've not played. So I can't what did Sonic it. CD do to harness the power of a CD-ROM? It had CD-quality uh, CD music. Okay, that was amazing. One. And it also had a fully animated, animated anime intro. Okay. Which was really cool. I watched the intro a lot on like YouTube. It's awesome. It's on, uh, you can catch it on episode 14 of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Mecha's... Um, Metal Sonic. Mecha Sonic as he's known in Japan. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was introduced in that as well. 
as like the main enemy. You fought, I think you fought him at every stage or every couple stages. You fought him, but uh, it's supposed to be just a really good, really well-made 2D platformer, which I've never played or seen played, so I can't talk about it. Yeah, but all, all these games felt like weird spin-offs of the main yeah. series, yeah. like until yeah, until they got to the Dreamcast, really, right? Mm -hmm. And the Dreamcast, I think, the, the the big one that everyone's waiting for was Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Uh, which was Sonic. It's, it's, it, this is coming out after Mario 64. Yes. Yeah. So we have seen 3D work with one of our favorite characters of all time, and we're ready for it to work again with our other favorite character of the time. But. <laughs> well, they haven't, they didn't, and still haven't figured out how to make Sonic work in 3D. Uh, that, that whole... Going fast, but still having uh, interesting level layouts that don't autoplay themselves. It, they haven't figured it out yet. They they introduced, I think, was that the game that Lock-On was introduced for? Yeah, yeah. Um, the homing attack. Yeah, the homing attack. <laughs> They're like, it's really hard to control to jump on things. So to do that, you just gotta hold down and lock onto things and Sonic will automatically fly to them and bust them open. Yeah. And that was the main attack, right? Uh, yeah, but if I remember correctly, I haven't played Sonic Adventure 1 as much as I've played 2. Mm -hmm. I think at 1, it was very rudimentary, the lock-on attack. So it's literally you lock on, hit an enemy, fall. Mm -hmm. So unless there's another enemy to lock on to or rail to lock on to, you're just kind of like dead in the water. Yeah. But Game ultimately, this, this is the birth of when... Uh, this is a 3D game that really just didn't work. You know, it just... Uh, it's, it's not a good game. Any way you cut it. And, and you have to play through it with like six different characters. Big, and it's big, not big fun, though. It was so much fun yeah. on Genesis because it was just slight derivations from the uh, classic handling, yeah. right? And now, all of a sudden, we're doing crazy different tasks that we don't really want to do. Yeah, there's a hub world you have to the go through. It's some kind of subway, like monorail trains you would take to go places. Uh, the story was kind of cool, from what I remember of it. Uh, Dr. Robotnik, I think, wasn't super involved. But there was some kind of primordial chaotic beast that had the Chaos Emeralds inside of it and became like the big, this big water monster you had to fight. So the boss fights were kind of cool because it's Sonic hitting repeatedly like parts of this water monster that fall apart. But yeah, it was not very memorable. You know, as we're, as we're talking about it, I really think we might want to cut this one up into 2D Sonic and 3D <laughs> Sonic, or, or 2D Sonic and Sonic Phantom and 3D Sonic. Yeah. I, think we, I think we should put that over here. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about the sequel next time that's right <laughs> but for now we want to get to what terry seems raring to get at he's got to go fast straight to sonic mania this thing is th it was the best game in 2017 i don't care what anybody said 2017, <laughs> 2018. i mean it was somebody somebody finally did it after all of this nonsense 3d we got back to classic style sonic and classic sonic physics Sonic 4 was in there too. Yeah, yeah Sonic say, 4. Sonic 4 you went to discount that. because Sonic 4 is garbage. So Sonic 4 was a two and a half D Sonic game, side scrolling, entirely side scrolling. It was supposed to bring back the glory days. Yeah, but it was, it was built from the ground up by a non-Sonic team, who are the traditional uh, Sonic platformer developers. A non-Sonic team team, and, um, all new physics. Uh, the way the stages, like the way Sonic controlled, did not mesh with the level design. We tried to ape the classic level design of Sonic 1 and 2. And it was sold episodic, right? Sold episodic. It was put on everything imaginable, cell phones. I'm pretty sure kiosks on like, or screens on like refrigerators could play it or attempt to play it because it was, uh, it, performance was bad. Everything was bad about it. I remember when it came out, people were like, mm, it's all right. And then people were like, no, it's, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not all right. That, that, that I feel like was the culmination or the apex of the Sonic cycle. <laughs> Which we'll talk about more next time. But basically, there's 
Anticipation about a new Sonic game. Hopes that it will be better than the last uh, aborted attempt. Realization that it's the same crap you've already had. And then a descent into despair that there will be no more Sonic games. Yeah. But then this thing came back, came roaring through, and it's just like the Genesis. It's just enhanced Genesis. It's the thing that I have always loved. Like, like I would kill to have another classic Street Fighter just amped up to like the nth degree with like the, the same exact style from like two and three, but just like way up, you know, not completely changing the character models and stuff like that instead of converting it into something new. And they did it with Sonic. And the reason it happened is because of just some guy who loved Sonic created this thing. And Sega was like, oh shit, it's really good. We should hire this guy to make a Sonic game. So it's kind of like the most beautiful story about loving a character so much and then getting to do the dream thing and succeeding. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's a fan game that was an official release. Like you don't see that. Um, and it's awesome that they, they had that trust in the fan yeah. and that I mean, they, they had no other opportunity, <laughs> other choice because they could only make garbage Sonic games. So they were like, well, we have to bring in somebody. The original creator of Sonic wasn't even around doing Sonic games for years. So you're telling me it took over two decades for a real Sonic game to come out? Like there was a two decade span yes. where no one could figure it out. Yes, with an asterisk for me. Okay. <laughs> Please, what's the asterisk? Sonic Venture 2. Wow! The Sonic stages I loved, and it felt a lot like a traditional Sonic game, just traversing, you know, like, you know rotating to 3D. Uh, you had, because Sonic games are basically set paths with shortcuts or alternate paths you can take. So they did a really good job of realizing that in 3D. The problem is it was not telegraphed at all, ever. So it took videos years after the game came out realizing, oh, there's whole secret paths you can take. If you just miss this rail and land on the rail below it, it's a whole different game. Like all sorts of stuff like that, which is really cool. And elaborated upon on Sonic Generations, which we'll talk about next episode, which <laughs> well, had, had the title of best Sonic game, best modern Sonic game by default. Yeah, I think, I think this is about the, the love of the character. So for me, the love, it, I mean, we started on it. The love for me was from the cartoons through those first three games, which I played the bejesus out of. And when I got rid of my Sega, I absolutely got an emulator and started playing those games over and over and over again and again and again. And the re-release on GameCube meant everything to me because the Mega Collection came out and it was awesome. It was so good. It was exactly what I remembered. And then there was a dark age, but now it's back. So, so what did you like so much about Sonic Mania? Like, uh, did, you, did you play through this game all the way? I did, I played through the whole game and then played through again to get Super Sonic to be able to do the Super Sonic stuff. And the other thing was they added two more characters to, to it. There was now Mighty the Armadillo, and there was the bee, uh, not the bee, the squirrel, and I don't remember his name, Ray. Yeah, Ray the flying squirrel. Yeah. squirrel. So it was two new movesets. Yeah, and they were both from this Sonic the Hedgehog arcade game Sega made, which I think is called Sega Sonic Hedgehog. <laughs> it has, it's, I think it's a very like poorly translated title, or they missed the the or something on the logo, but yeah, it's, it's a kind of like 3D blast style, like isometric game. Oh, really? But it has Ray the Squirrel and Mighty, Armadillo, Mighty the Armadillo in it. So that's where they come from originally. So I think what I love the most about it is that it was made by a fan, and he pulled from all the lore and all the classic things to bring it back together and make it something worth playing for, you know. I know Steve has logged days into that game. I should have. In the alternate <laughs> universe, I've played that game so much 
that my thumbsticks have worn out. Oh, I mean Sonic 1 and Sonic oh, yeah, 2. Yeah. Well, Sonic, Sonic 2 and then Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic and Knuckles, I think I knew that game back to front at some point. It was the only game I played for like months. I don't have Sonic, I haven't played Sonic Mania yet. I need to get on that. I just have been lunching on it. So the next kind of topic I want to talk about is really your involvement with Sonic the Hedgehog because you said memes was your familiarity. Yes. Please bring us in. Well, so, I mean, this dark age of Sonic, uh, Sonic became something of a joke, a recurring joke. It was that the Sonic cycle would happen. Some fans, a dwindling set of hardcore fans, every cycle would fall off and fall off because they had their hopes dashed over and over and over again. Um, and it just became this funny thing like Shrek. It is so, so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Well, it became, a he's a tragicomic <laughs> figure at this yeah. point because basically like one of the biggest memes still going is that you have a crudely drawn Sonic and you make him say misspelled things. AKA Sanic. Sanic, S-A-N-I-C. <laughs> okay. Um, and Sanic is awesome, Sanic's gotta go fast uh, and that's all he does. Well, there's also the other meme, which I'm not gonna get too in depth, or if we wanna bring back next episode, sure, if we get any uh, buzz off of the comments <laughs> on this one. But uh, it's a strange subgenre of Christian-based yes. parables with Sonic and Tails and Dr. Robotnik in, interspersed. For, yes, uh, Sonic. Sonic has a lot of hardcore fans, and some of those hardcore fans are hardcore fans of other things like Christianity. Um, so, like, oh my God. So it'd be a scene as you would see in like a Christian's children book of like a tableau with just like a Bible quote quoted at the bottom. And it would be Sonic and Co acting it out. Yes, uh, and that's like a whole genre, right? Like, yeah. that's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's another place where I'm not going to go to. Uh, please don't search for any other type of Sonic. Search Sonic Christian meme if you search, or Sanic. That's it. Sanic. Yeah. Hey, you look up Sanic. Everything's awesome. Don't um, put the word furry anywhere near. It, it was even. It didn't even go that far. Oh, okay. But. <laughs> Let's just say the stork visited a lot of Sonic characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, question. Uh, Do you know their way? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's another one. Uh, it's a more, more recent one? Yeah, Ugandan Knuckles, uh, which is taken from a, a Ugandan movie. Oh, God. Oh. You go really deep oh. down this rabbit Yeah, hole. Knuckles wasn't from the movie, but no, somebody. It, it was from some like chat room where you use little avatars, and the avatar was Knuckles. And started, it was a whole thing. It became a thing which became a very racist thing very quickly. Yeah, I was like, oh, it was God, really yeah. racist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it started off. The original is kind of yeah, it, very it, funny. It started off innocuous and immediately, immediately. Like, 4chan got it. And it yeah, was, uh, and across every medium. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the memedom has now sprung forth into the movie. Yes, it <laughs> has. So, yeah, Sonic is kind of this walking joke at this point. Like, uh, who takes that seriously? And now there's a brand new Sonic movie. And let's check it out. Maybe they'll actually have a good take on him. And they show teasers. Since the person who never played a Sonic game. Yeah. Right. Let, yeah, the teasers from your perspective, please. What was the first thing we saw? First thing you see is, a, I think it was like a black background. Yeah. And you kind of heard, you saw like the Sonic font explaining like there's a new, there's a new something in town, some kind of pun. Yeah, yeah. You, see, boom, boom. And you see blue streaks and you hear the ring noise. Listen, you saw blue streaks speed by <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. So, so, so too fast for to the naked great, eye, yes. Off to a great start. It was too fast for the, for the naked eye and it was off to a great start. And then, and then his silhouette stops. 
and it looks like a guy in a gorilla suit with a giant mascot head on. Or a guy in a very uh, yeah, tight, form-fitted gorilla yeah. suit. So the he had well-defined yeah. quads and He had calves. very muscular legs. The legs was the big thing. Like, we have seen many iterations of Sonic. Two poles coming down into red shoes. That's his leg. Yeah, that's Not it. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they showed a, a teaser. Um, God, the poster was the worst one, I thought, because the poster was Sonic theoretically sitting on top oh, of the Golden yeah. Gate Bridge, and it's a, the view from his crotch. Yeah. And you, you just one, see his muscular thighs and legs with sneakers on. One, one leg which is uh. grotesquely longer than the other <laughs> because there's no trick of perspective which makes two legs that are side by side uh, makes sense. When one stretches out for about 15 feet and the other one is folded in front of him. And again, it, it's, it's fake, right? It's fake. It's not real. This is not really what they're doing. This but, is Tim freaking Miller, who just gave us Deadpool, is working on Sonic the <laughs> movie. And but you have to realize the movie is a live action movie. And suddenly... Strong as CGI Sonic the Hedgehog. I just remember I'm Googling and I just see it. I think my buddy TJ shoots me a message and all it says was, no pretext, just confirmed. <laughs> and I'm like, no! <laughs> but we didn't know what the face looked like. We did not know what the head looked like. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe so the people pool. started making what the yes. head looked like. So the meme came in, and then they started just drawing on the silhouette what they thought it would look like, which was very Sanic-esque. Yes. Uh, a lot of them looked like just super humanoid, terrifying faces. <laughs> really disturbing imagery came from this. Um, and then we just got a leak of what the actual face is. We got the real face, kids. And the creepily humanoid faces? Oh, right. <laughs> and a lot of people were like, I want the memes back. Oh, oh God. Kind of, I, I will go on record. The, what we got and what we could have gotten, like what just in, I guess, maybe it's a professional artist, but it was, uh, it was, not, a prof it was not the official rendering. I think it looks better. I think it looks better. It was more cartoony eyes. For some reason, they went with this hyper-realistic thing that we have never seen. This is a completely new imagining. I just... And I love Zack Snyder. We should Photoshop Chris's face on Sonic. He has the same color eyes, so it'll work. And his, you can just see how, how human his face looks. Just superimpose Chris's smiling face over Sonic's smiling Don't face. Don't do that to me. So we get to see this this summer, right? That's right. Can't is wait, it, boys. Is it, is it this summer? I think it's this summer. Uh, it, I think it's 2019. I believe it's 2019. Yeah. But So we all get to watch it together. And we'll get through this, guys. You know, we got through a lot of shit and then made it to Sonic Mania. We can get through this. <laughs> we can get through this. All, all five of you fanboys are still holding we, strong. We, we made it through Sonic 06. We kisses a human girl. <laughs> we will talk about this on the next episode. We made it through uh, Sonic and the Werewolf's Curse, or whatever the heck it's called. We made it through Werewolf. Sonic Boom. Made it through Sonic Boom. Made it through Sonic and the Seven Knights. Uh, Sonic and the Black Knight. Sonic and the Secret Ring. Sonic and the Seven Rings. The Secret Ring. We're just making no, up games so now. There's bizarre. been so many terrible so, games. So many shovel we wear 3D Sonic games that were but garbage. Kids, listen up. In the 90s, there were five beautiful. Sonic the Hedgehog games. Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, and CD. Play these games. Find a way to play these games. And then play Sonic Mania, and you got yourself one of the best series of games that exists. It's one of the best games ever. And believe me, the only reason we're all so upset about it and, you know, all over memes and everything like that is because we love this character. You know, this was a great, great character for us when it came along. It was rad. 
and it was badass, and it did what Nintendo don't. <laughs> and, and, and even after, like, the hype wars of the console clash had, um, you know, died down, you still had just a solid character, solid, like, mascot-style character with a solid, like, over, like, cast of characters that you could work with that was just a f made fun games with him, ideally. So all you had to do was make a fun game, Sega. And let's, and let's kind of remind everybody, I mean, this is really the only other mascot that worked. I mean, yeah. you can make an argument for Crash Bandicoot, maybe, but not on the level that Sonic was. I mean, this is really the only, during that craze of everybody needs a like mascot. console mascot. This is the only one I know that worked. He's almost 30 years old, and he's still going strong, hopefully. <laughs> he's still, he's still looking along. strong, yeah. He's, he's Essentially, he had to go to rehab, and a good friend who was a fan had to bring him back to help. Be a great movie. If the movie's about that, if Sonic's is suddenly like down on his luck and some fan picks him back up, then I'll, I dig it. He hasn't missed leg day, so that's a start. Oh, God. Basically, Blue Streak memes by Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a character that, that we love, and there are really good games. There is also a black hole, which I think we need to visit on a later episode, because this one is about the character and about those Genesis games and about that movie that is coming whether we want to see it or not. But I'm happy it exists and I'm very thankful for the time I had with Sonic as a kid. You know, it hit, I was right in the pocket for that and boy, did I love it. And then you had as an adult when Sonic Mania came out. So you got to relive your childhood through a newer Sonic adventure, which is really cool. Yeah, and honestly, the feeling I got playing Mario Odyssey hearkening back to Mario 64 it's the same feeling I got turning on Mania for the first time. I mean, I got I gotta admit it. Like it, it brought me right back to sitting on the floor on a carpet and being pulled away from the TV because I was sitting too close. <laughs> so it meant a lot to me. Sorry that this was not as as an involved one for you though. Oh, well, that's all right. Uh, it's it's fascinating to hear, and maybe maybe now I'm gonna play the Sonic Mania. See what y'all are talking about. Um, is, is, is it two player co-op? Because maybe me and Chris sit down and play it one of these days, if we ever get free yeah. time again. There's a new mode, it's called Encore Mode, I think. I gotta say though, for the next episode, I do know a lot about Sonic 08. Um, oh, oh, 06? 06, I'm sorry, Sonic 06. That, you know that much I know that. so well, I forgot the, it's not even the title, but it was just called Sonic the Hedgehog, because uh, I watched uh, I, a Let's Play of the entire thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Chris didn't get to talk. <laughs> Thank you for your sacrifice. Chris didn't get to talk much during this episode, so I want to hear a little bit about that before we go. <laughs> Instead of a Steve's final thought or a Terry's final thought, so uh, give me that final thought. Sonic 06. Dreadful. Just dreadful <laughs> dreck the whole way through. Um, it was, the, but long. Really long. It was like... They, they couldn't finish the, the, the primary engine of the game, but they had to keep adding levels and keep adding characters <laughs> and keep adding new... There are three campaigns in that game. Oh, and they're all separate levels with separate characters. Oh, it just that. goes on and on and on. Oh my God, the load screens. I was watching that you would go talk to NPCs and be like, I have a logic puzzle for you. And then it would go to a loading screen <laughs> and it would take 20 seconds and be like, move these blocks, and you'd move the blocks into an arrangement. And then it would go to a loading screen, and then the guy would clap and say, that was great! And then it would go to a loading screen, and then you would be back as Sonic. So bad, oh man. And, and kind of beautiful in its horror. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe your only experience to this character is through that. Yep. 
the, the game Grump specifically plays Sonic 06, which was really fun to watch. <laughs> but I watched literally out. They, they went through like 100 episodes yeah. to get through Sonic 06. They just kept going. Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, I, I do feel you when it was like back in the day, I was Team Nintendo. Yeah. And I, I went over for, you know, the blue blur. He got me over there for a little bit, but at, ultimately at heart, you're right, they were, they were the enemy. They were the enemy, and they still are. Until next episode, when we talk about how Sonic and Mario got married and had kids and lived happy ever after. Yeah. What do you mean they got married? Is this another so, meme? So, <laughs> no, no, the Sonic and Mario uh, at, at the Olympic Games. Oh, right. Married in the spirit of uh, fierce competition. Yeah, and then again. They had kids called Smash Brothers. <laughs> and they had a baby named Sonic Chew. A whole other mechanic worms. Wait, what? Yes. We gotta go. This is yeah, we're getting too deep. You you can cut this in earlier if you want. Sure, go for it. My one of my favorite childhood memories of Sonic, besides the cartoon and the games, were the uh, like popsicles you can get from Good Humor. Oh. That was blue. Uh, it was like blue raspberry, like Sonic's like head shape with like lemon ice in the middle and two gumball eyes made of like rotten sardines. Those gumball eyes. <laughs> Like gum they found back from World War II that they need had surplus and need to get rid of it, so they stuck in these little balls with little kids' popsicles. And I remember eating that popsicle and loving it, and then spitting out the stupid gumball eyes. And then everybody, my, me and my friends' faces were just blue. We were just talking about how we have to go fast. <laughs> Did you get a Mario popsicle? Uh, no, because the gumballs were a deal breaker. I didn't want to touch anything with gumballs. In it. I would get the Mario one all Mario the time. Mario one was good, delicious too. And then later Wolverine. I never, I never saw Wolverine one. That's awesome. You don't want it. <laughs> I, I, I think the last Thai-in food I remember eating was the Ninja Turtles pies that me and Chris used to uh, enjoy. The green filling. Yeah. It was gross. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, on but, that note. No, I mean, um, you know, it was a staple of my childhood, and it sounds like it's a staple of yours. It sounds like it's going to be a staple of your adulthood. Possibly. <laughs> I, I would strongly urge you to play it. I think, I think you should do yourself a favor and sit down and just play through Mania and, and report back to us and let us know what you thought. Because, you know, uh, just those mechanics are perfect. Those, the, the, that kind of game, there's no other game that has ever been like it. And hopefully there will be more, you know as we keep going. And hopefully that dude, that fan, uh, thank you for your love. Thank you for creating this thing. Tyler Hess or something, I think is his name? Something Hess, I remember his last name's Hess. His first name starts with a T, because he does a lot of art about Sonic too. So he does, what oh no, kind of art? <laughs> deviant art? No, uh, maybe he has a deviant art page, I don't know. But no, so the animated intro is his. He drew it. Oh, oh that's, I love thing. that uh, that style. So now that I think about it, I might be conflating. It might be two different guys. Yeah, it's two be, different. He's the artist, be. and then the programmer that made the fan game with two different people. But Taylor or Tyler Hess, I'm sorry, I'm getting your name wrong, is the artistic like backbone of that game, and then the unknown, unnamed programmer laid out the stages and got the physics just right. Well, you are the new Sonic team, so thank you very much. That's going to do it for this episode of Tubby Talk. I know we were all over the place, but we love this character. All over the place, just like Sonic, though. It fits. What a wonderful way to end the show. <laughs> I do have to do this. Steve, you got any final thoughts on Sonic? Chili dogs! <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Thank you so much for watching another episode of Tubby Talk. And uh, come down to Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory. Talk to this one about Sonic. Talk to this one about Sonic Mania after he plays it. And if I'm around... Talk to me about the movie and we can cry together. Yeah. 
Terry, do you remember what his catchphrase was? I know you didn't watch the kids' cartoon much, but you definitely had a catchphrase. We got this. How many times are we going to end this episode? For just, the love of Christ. Just three. <laughs> Never mind. I guess nobody knows it. So I just remember he loved Sally. That was net. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, if you're wondering why your friends are into, like, people dressing up as animals and, like, are, are into them romantically, it's because of Sonic. Google it. Do it. See ya.